So the Refreshing Podcast is back for our second interview of 2024, and I'm very pleased to be joined by Connor. Now, Connor, give us a little bit of background, because a huge production happens between the 23rd and 27th of Jan. The Little Shop of Horrors is happening at the Churchill Theatre in Edinburgh. The Savoy Opera Group and Edinburgh University coming together for this production. You are playing Seymour, which is obviously one of the key main characters. Just to kind of put it out there now, Ridiculously, I've never seen Little Shop of Horrors, either the Disney kind of version or the version back in the day. So you've got a true chance to sell this to me. Um, But I do know you play a miserable character, and I mean that in the nicest possible way with your shop. (laughs) Careful what you wish for, I guess, is the message when Audrey 2 sort of pops alive. That hopefully has done the headline justice. Do you want to fill us in on the story behind that? Yeah, of course. Um, Great introduction. As you say, USOG, the University Savoy Opera Group, have quite a history of doing these big ambitious musicals every January at the Churchill Theatre. So I was in Legally Blonde there two years ago, they did Jesus Christ Superstar last year and this year they're back with Little Shop of Horrors, you know a kitschy sort of fan favourite musical. It premiered in the 80s with a sort of rock score. Basically yeah as you say sees this shop assistant called Seymour who's a bit pitiable. I would say (laughs) miserable is an understatement. He is He's an orphan that's living underneath the counter of the shop, taken under his wing of the the shop owner of this little shop. The business is going to pot, really, uh, pardon the pun. (laughs) Seymour is the saviour of the shop because he has this weird hobby of collecting strange and interesting plants. And one plant in particular, he can't find a name for it anywhere in his books, but it's essentially a Venus flytrap which has a thirst for human blood, which he discovers throughout the musical when he cuts his hand on a rose and feeds the plant little drops of blood. And he names the plant Audrey 2, Audrey 1 being the other person that works in the shop. And Audrey is this lovely character who is the embodiment of innocence. So she's in quite an abusive relationship with the dentist. Seymour, basically, the crux of the story is that he wants to get with Audrey. And it's this big, fantastical (laughs) story where the plant grows into this huge man-eating plant. Seymour uses the plant to get his wishes, but at what cost? You have to come and find out. You know, ultimately, all hell does break loose in this. I think it's fair to say, Connor, isn't it, in terms of the flower shop and beyond? And rightly saying some of the differences between that kind of 80s sort of Disney production, Rick Moranis was the guy who played Seymour in that and I think it has its roots well back into sort of mid to late 60s of course looking at it with you being in university and when this isn't just a tin pop production the social media on this is fantastic the staging looks amazing there's teaser trailers which you can see online it's a modern production for a digital age and it can rightly compete with anything you'd see on the playhouse but just touching on that behind the scenes sort of the differences and obviously the budgets and time restraints you guys have got to work in you know i imagine there's a lot of burning the midnight oil and dusting down ordinary one and two <laughs> on a weekly basis yeah. before this kicks in <laughs> yeah exactly well um we're, we're all working very hard obviously as you say budget constraints for a university production i think this is quite an extensive budget so hopefully be quite impressed with the production value but yeah, it's nowhere near the multi-million pound budgets you see in the West End. All that is to come though, Connor, trust me, I imagine it will all follow. <laughs> exactly, but um, 
I'd much rather be involved in productions that have artistic merit and strong like cast values with a really motivated cast of people who want to be there and prod team who do it for the love of it rather than just digging into the, the pockets of those above. That's kind of the message of the show because it is basically a big allegory about capitalism and as the plant grows, as we feed it with more bodies and more blood, it grows and grows and ends up consuming me and obviously... What is it? Uh, the end of the world is more conceivable than the end of capitalism. Sorry, that was quite a big, <laughs> big social political quote to put in there. But it has got a very important message. And I think community and love that's very special to this production. Do you think it kind of has a little bit more of that sort of message at its heart now? You know, obviously, with all what's kind of going on over the last couple of years and two huge elections in the UK and America, for the sake of argument this year, do you kind of feel like there actually there needs to be a lot of love? Um, was that maybe one of the reasons you even thought of doing Little Shop? Was that kind of going through people's minds as well? Or? Yeah, obviously, I'm, I'm just a mere cast member involved in this. The production team, yeah, there's been a lot of conversations about why we're doing it now is such an iconic fun musical hopefully everyone will love it that comes to see it but I do think musical theatre has a real capacity to change like that influence can't be denied talking about relevant themes beyond sort of politics day-to-day party politics I think social change and social politics are at the heart of this in terms of climate change this show does have sort of an ecological crisis at its core looks towards the end of the world where nature okay yes it might be the the embodiment of Audrey too here, the villain, but nature, Mother Earth wins. Yeah. And I have seen this musical quite a few times and they staged it when I was at drama school because I went to drama school before I came to university. Even then, back in 2019, it was set in the future, beyond now, where yeah. oxygen supplies were limited and yet nature still prevailed. And I just think there's a lot of lip service given nowadays by politicians towards climate change, mainly just to cover their own backs to get to the end of their campaign and I just don't think there's enough long-term things in place not just specifically in this country but across the world this play is set in America but Audrey 2 sort of dominates the world by the end done in yeah. quite a light-hearted way which I think is quite a refreshing media to see climate change depicted it's not about climate change because it was, wasn't rewritten for that but I think anyone coming to see this musical I challenge them to not come at it with that lens And I think it does sort of speak to that crisis. Going back to sort of why theatre matters and funding going to the arts. As I say, this is a production about love because no one is doing this for money. Everyone is doing this for the love of it. That passion and that raw drive for theatre and art and to create also links to our natures as people, you know, talking, trying to get conversations going. I think that has longer lasting effects than doing a show that will appease the masses and be a guaranteed box office hit more fulfilling and rewarding to do stuff that has real real passion behind it and it's testing not only the production team or the actors and what goes into that whole production on stage but testing the audience's view as they watch it as well it is always worth saying as well i mean this is a production which is full of fun and full of farce in equal measure just touching on the kind of rock theme and that rock score of the rick moranis one from sort of the mid 80s what's the kind of theme to this is is there many differences between sort of those ones back in the day to where you are now is there er guitars in it or (laughs) Or is all that being replaced with a cello? No, 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 that is is all there and that is the core of it. And it's very important to state that this is very fun and I can come at it with my intellectual analysing brain as much as I want. But um, (laughs) at the end of the day, it is 
but you're still going to get eaten by a plant. It is, yeah, it is, it is a really fun night out, I hope. It's so much fun for us as well. Like, we, we had our first rehearsal with the band, which we call a sits probe in the theatre world, because we're insufferable people, um, which just means seated <laughs> rehearsal, which is just where we sing through the show with the band without any of the blocking, and it's basically we do a concert of the show. To be honest, I was like, oh, I could just do this, just sing it over and over with the band, because they're having so much fun, and we're having so much fun, because... <laughs> so that it just doesn't work with like a piano like in the same way like it just needs a full rock band to fully function so you know even if you don't come with your brain screwed on come for the band and yeah the musical direction by emily patterson who is a musical genius as i realized in the sits probe i don't get much of a break singing wise it's a big sing for me and for the rest of the cast as well but i in most songs and so the vocal demand is really there but i'd say there's about about 20 songs uh, but it, it's a it's a substantial amount of songs yeah they, they really do like frame the action and there's more songs in it than there are in the film but all the film songs are in it and in terms of personnel as well then connor how many sort of people are working on it yep so the so list shop of horrors is as the title suggests usually quite a small sort of chamber piece where the three renettes played amazingly in this production by marie dua and jemima all of whom i love dearly <laughs> that they, they sort of function in the play as a narrative Greek chorus vibe and they embody all the plethora of black rhythms of gospel and then you've got your, your 60s sort of girl group in there with... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like something out of Motown, just they function so magically in the, in the musical. The production team have grown the ensemble to be a lot more involved in the show. So the show doesn't usually have an ensemble, but we have some amazing ensemble cast members as well as, yeah, the main cast, Audrey played by Alison Lavacombe, Audrey Two, played by Thaddeus Buttry, The Dentist, as I said, played by Nash Norgard, and Mr Mushnick, played by Hunter King. You know, your particular colleague there could make a mint because it's very hard to see a dentist in any way, shape or well, form. So uh, despite his faults... It... Yeah, you, you, I think you'd rather your teeth fall out than meet this dentist. <laughs> it's, it's quite a funny anecdote because I think Alan Menken, who wrote the music for this, I was reading this, his dad was a dentist and he wrote the dentist part about his dad and the fear of going to a dentist. Um, <laughs> he gets his comeuppance. So. Avoid at all costs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Well, Connor, it's been an absolute pleasure to chat. I wish you all the best with it uh, to get all the latest for Little Shop of Horrors. Have a little search for Little Shop and then it's E-U-S-O-G. I think that's correct, isn't it, for the Instagram and you'll get a feel of the production on there. It runs 23rd to the 27th of January at the Churchill Theatre in Edinburgh. On that Instagram link, you can also book your tickets. We'll make sure we put that on the posts we put out as well. All the best for not only this production but everything further beyond when you get your degree i'll look out for you on the uh, the oscars red carpet in a couple of years <laughs> thank, thank you, you buddy Bye-bye.